Big Fork Chop. Our Fort Houston. The Bird County Boys. And this is live from the Army. Give it a listen. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. It's just Laura and I talking about, you know, me wearing silk pajamas and a smoking jacket and all that other good stuff. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605 with your host, Bunkhouse Bob. I will bounce you like a lowrider in a Dr. Dre video, and that's no joke. And the lovely Laura. You know what you need to do, Bob? What? You need to drink you some calmly aids, just like I do every morning out of my O-Face cup. It's Wednesday night. That means that you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. I am your co-host, Bunkhouse Bob. Joining me in just a few minutes, as always, will be the lovely Laura. She is also the co-host of the show. See how we split that, folks? Not one person carries the whole program. It's, it's two people. That's right, two. Folks, our studio number tonight is 213-816-1605. Folks, we've got a good show for you tonight. Tonight we have Jimmy Rave will be calling in. He's going to be part of a huge card for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment on June the 22nd. We're going to talk to him about that. We're also going to talk to him about a little bit about the Rock and Rave connection and all that good stuff. And also joining us tonight, independent worker out of the uh, Texas area. You know I'm big on Texas right now. Cowgirl Kissy will be joining us in the 8 o'clock hour Folks, our studio number is 213-816-1605. Here, uh, here after bit, Laura and I are going to do a little Q&A. We're going to answer some of the, the questions that the listeners have tweeted us or put out on Facebook, or you can call it in to us as well. If you want to tweet us uh, some questions, if you have questions for Laura and I, our Twitter address is at from the Armory. And again, our studio number is 213-816-1605. And as always, my partner in crime, the lovely Laura. Hey, Bob. How you doing, girl? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? It is hot. I mean, it It is is hot. hot. Folks, uh, some of you know this, (laughs) some of you don't. I live in the South. And right now it is probably 94 degrees, which means that it's actually like 104 here in Louisiana. And I'm telling you, you can see the steam coming up off the pavement. It is that hot already on June the 18th. We're in for a a scorcher, I believe, this year. And I know it's hot where you're at, Laura. It is even hot in the mountains of Virginia, believe it or not. It was like, I don't know. Mid 80s today, and I know everybody's like, "Oh, that's not much," but it is to this little mountain girl. Yep, in the in the mountains of Virginia, that is hot. That is hot. What's even hotter is the show that we have tonight for you folks. We appreciate 
Sports you're listening wherever you may be at. If you're listening live tonight on Blog Talk Radio, that's great. You can also find us on iTunes. If you go to iTunes and go into the search bar and type Armory, click Search, and then go down to the link that said Podcasts, click that. If you go down on the page, you will see our show live from the Armory there. You can download any of our 20-plus episodes so far. I believe this is episode number 24. You can download those on iTunes for free, and we've got some good interviews in there. Folks, if you'd like to follow us or like our Facebook page, Laura, what's our Facebook page info? Facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. And we certainly appreciate all of the the downloads. Folks, uh, not to toot our own horn or anything, but uh, seemingly we have almost 3,500 downloads in 24 episodes, and Laura and I couldn't be prouder of the fact of what we do here each and every week, and we couldn't do it without you. We couldn't do it without you. I see we've got a call already, Laura, and we're going to take this phone call. 727, you're on with live from the Armory. 727, you there? Hello. Don't be shy. And. Hello. Let's see. 727, you're on with live from the Armory? Yeah, I can hear you. Hi, guys. (laughs) It's Josh Von Wheeler. Hi, Josh. How are you, buddy? Uh, uh, I, I just want to call and say uh, thank you guys for uh, booking Jimmy Raven this awesome podcast tonight to talk about Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. Unfortunately, I have to call with some bad news about the show. Okay. Bob, I know your feelings about TNA Wrestling. Yes, sir. And unfortunately, we are uh, unable to use Davey Richards on Sunday due to a conflict with the TNA, uh, with something going on with TNA. And so ah. Davey Richards will not be appearing in Atlanta on Sunday, as we had advertised. Crap. I had, but, I had, I had worried about that, but go ahead, Josh. Yeah, it, it, and you know, and, 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 and again, I don't want to put the heat on TNA. It, it happens, cards something to change. I mean, you know, after the weekend I've had, you never know when something's going to completely change in your entire life. So I don't want to, you know, harp too much on that. But I do want to, I want to call and say thank you to you guys because I know you guys both uh, sent kind of words to me this past week. And uh, I just want to let your your audience know before Jimmy gets on that we are uh, looking for a uh, suitable replacement to face Drew Adler. As you guys both know, this is a very busy weekend for independent professional wrestling as yeah. all the major companies will be running, including mine, who hopes to be considered a major company. And uh, because of this uh, entire issue, if you go to our Facebook page, and uh, which is Facebook.com, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. You will see that we are selling our tickets on Ticketfly.com. You can pre-order your tickets right now and use promo code Davy Richards, one word, Davy Richards, and we're going to give you $5 off since Davy will not be able to attend. So a show that was going to be $15 will now only be 10 if you buy your tickets in advance, and that's good until Sunday at midnight. You can come to the show live Sunday afternoon, only for $10, and you'll still see the biggest tag team match in independent wrestling in 2014 as the original blackout, not the CZW blackout, but the original blackout. Corey Chavis and Murder One will face Chip Day and your guest later tonight, Jimmy Rave. Wow. Good stuff. That is good stuff. 
Excellent to so again, know. we we apologize for all this, and 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 as you guys probably know, and especially you, Bob, because I'm sure you have to deal with that kind of stuff. It happens, you know. People uh, cancel on you all the time, and and again, Davey's very very uh, sorry for for the uh, situation, and he will be back in Atlanta at a later date, and he will face Drew Adler. He has a promise to 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 make good on that uh, advertised matchup, and as soon as we get that date and we get everything confirmed, we will let you guys all know. Very cool, Josh. We certainly appreciate you calling in tonight and letting the fans know that. Well, thank you guys for uh, for having me, and uh, again, thank you guys uh, for having Jimmy tonight, and look forward to listening to the rest of the show. All right, thank you, Josh. Thanks, Josh. All right, folks, and there goes Josh Wheeler. He's the uh, promoter for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment uh, coming in and letting us know that, unfortunately, due to contractual obligations, Davey Richards will not be on the card for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, and we'll have a breakdown on that here in a little bit. And uh, we do know a little bit uh, of something about cancellations, and we've got about 10 or 12 minutes before we uh, get Jimmy Rave uh, on the line. Um, A lot of folks uh, were expecting to have the Hooligans, also known as uh, Mason and Devin Cutter. We had promoted them as being on the show. We announced last week on our guest lineup, so on and so forth, and we come to find out very shortly after we made the announcement, uh, like a, almost an hour or two later, that unfortunately due to travel issues that Mason and Devin could not be with us tonight, uh, they are leaving or are on their way to Mexico uh, for appearances, and we just could not get the time worked out to get them on the phone. Uh, we will reschedule them for a future show, and we certainly wish them safe travels. So our guests tonight uh, are Jimmy Rave. Uh, doing a show for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, as I said at the top of the program, and also wrestling out of Houston, out of the Texas area, the cowgirl Kissy. We'll be talking to her a little bit later. Um, did want to mention all the reports that I read or saw about the House of Hardcore event and the red carpet rumble for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood this past weekend were both big successes. I didn't see any negative comments uh, on either of the events. Uh, I do know this. I did see this earlier, and I forgot to tell you this, Laura. We talked a little bit last week about the whole Tommy Dreamer thing, you know, about whether it's Mm -hmm. a work or a shoot, and I told you that I thought it was a work, and guess who's going to be on Impact Wrestling or going to Impact Tapings? Tommy Dreamer. There you go. Folks, you don't put that kind of stuff out in the public unless you're going to be doing something with it. That's just the way that it is. That's that's how it goes in wrestling. So for all you people that were wondering at the House of Hardcore show if it was a work or a shoot, now you know because we get to see Tommy Dreamer in TNA. I would be willing to bet a bottom dollar that they are going to do some type of interpromotional feud. That's kind of the way that I leaned towards it last week, and it looks like my prediction will be coming true because I am a wrestling genius. So, um, I also saw uh, <laughs> IWA Queen of the Death Match Tournament. Uh, our show guest uh, Hudson Envy, who is a participant in this, I did see this put out on social media uh, by the promoter. IWA Queen of the Death Match Tournament involving involving last week's show guest Hudson Envy has had two participants withdraw. Uh, Mickey Knuckles, who is well known in the death match scene and well known in IWA. Uh, had a broken ankle, and it has not fully healed, so she has withdrawn for medical reasons. Uh, Rebecca Payne was also supposed 
was also scheduled to be involved in that tournament, and she will not be there due to personal schedule conflicts. Uh, promoter John Williams says that he has one of the spots filled. We'll release the name soon, but I feel it makes our pick, my pick, of Hudson to win the tournament even better with those two names gone. So we'll see how it goes. We certainly wish uh, Hudson all the best uh, in the IWA Queen of the Deathmatch tournament. And the other thing that I had mentioned was that I saw some bantering back and forth between Taryn Terrell and Dixie Carter, and in fact, Taryn Terrell has confirmed on her Facebook page that she is in fact returning to TNA tomorrow night on Spike TV. Uh, and I also saw, and, and we've went back and forth about this, and I, I honestly think that this is a no-brainer, that TNA put out a vote to the fans whether or not to bring back the six-sided ring or stick with the four-sided ring. Uh, it's, doesn't like, it's not going to take a genius to figure this out, folks. You're going to see the six-sided ring back very, very soon on TV. So for all you that and felt that that's should. one of the, They should. I agree. It was one of those things that made TNA different, and they took that away. Yes. Well, you know, now after hearing all the bannering, I guess somebody in TNA said, oh, look, somebody said something about that six-sided ring. Maybe we ought to bring that back. But guess what? It'll be back, so that's what I know, Laura. Well, let me tell you what I know. I know in two, well, he's calling in, in at 20, right, 20 after? Yeah, somewhere around, around 20 after. Okay. Then I'll tell you very quickly what I know. I okay. know that the Young Bucks faced bad influence at House of Hardcore, Correct. Right at the uh, the West Coast Invasion show. Yeah, I, I I like this. I like this. Mm-hmm. You've got two of the best tag teams in the business, and I think that I think they'll take it on the road. I mean, you know, what I, I mean, uh, what I'm saying is they they need to bring it to the south. <laughs> that's what is the code. That's the code for bring it to the south. That's the code um, term. I can see it. it that's isn't it code. funny to you? Uh, isn't isn't it funny to you, or isn't it ironic to you that the young bucks were in TNA and they let him go because they didn't feel that they had potential, and then they turn around years later and release Daniels and Kazarian, and you've got in the young bucks probably the best independent tag team in the business today going against probably the most solid, influential, and entertaining tag team business tag team wrestlers in the business today. I think it just shows lack of vision on TNA's part, whoever is booking TNA. And I have, I have my ideas as to who is booking TNA, but it just shows to me that you cannot see the forest for the trees. I think Vince You're, Russo you know, is still booking TNA from home, is what I think. I think, think. too. <laughs> I think he, I think... I think even old uh, Bischoff might be somewhere in the mix. I think they're so fedexing in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Because I, um, some of the, some of the stuff I've been watching, I feel like I've been watching the end of WCW again. Mm-hmm. I you agree know? with you. I feel like right. this, but you know, I don't want to shit on TNA because everybody shits on TNA. So, 
But anyway, we don't want to talk about TNA too much, but um, did want to talk about real quickly the winner of the uh, CZW Tournament of Death. Uh, That went on this weekend, and um, it was... um, you know, it it seems as though Masada is in a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, death matches, and I know that's what he's Tournament, you know, yeah. famous for, and that's what he does. But but he's right. always it seems like he's always like in the main event, or he's you know he's there, and he um, was defeated by June Kasai, the crazy uh, monkey. He is the one. Crazy Monkey, yes, who won the Tournament yeah. of Death. So, yeah, um, it was just uh, a lot of people uh, were in it. You know, um, Danny Havoc, mm-hmm. um, Lucky Thirteen, Matt Tremont. Um, he was my sleeper pick to win. In, yeah, I thought so. I thought so. And, I mean, if that's but. what you know, you. Um, if that's what you're into, and we all know that I have a weak constitution, uh, I'm not right. so much into it. Uh, if Terry Houston is wrestling, I'll watch it. But other than that, I'm just kind of like, well, you guys do that, do your own thing, and it's all great. But but we did want to report on it because, of course, it is news. And I mm-hmm. uh, want to congratulate uh, June on his victory. I mean, he's beat Masada. That's got to mean something. You know what I mean? And Yep, and if folks aren't familiar with this guy, the crazy monkey, Jun Kasai, put his name into YouTube, and you can see some of the crazy stuff, and I'm talking about absolutely nuts stuff that this guy does. I know that Masada's trademark is the skewers to the head. You just Google it, and, and, and it'll be good. Laura, can you uh, cover for me for a minute, please? I certainly will. I am going to talk real quickly about Mr. Cameron Cade, um, he was in the Indy Power Rankings for the first time um, past week. Um, if he is in the se- if he's in for next week, go vote for Cameron Cade. Uh, also, he left me a wonderful selfie on my Facebook page for my birthday. Uh, if you have not seen it, you might be able to see it on my Facebook page. But all you ladies out there, you need to go see it. Uh, Cameron's a great worker. He puts on fantastic shows. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with him, Google him. He wrestles uh, predominantly in the southeast, um, South Carolina and Georgia. And as a matter of fact, we'll talk about um, a card that he was at this past weekend a little later. And also our good friend, Mr. Sleeves, was at this card as well uh, for Flatline Pro. And we're really um, happy to uh, have um, – I've just totally lost my whole train of thought – Sorry, folks. It's been a little bit of a long week for me, but um, just wanted to quickly go over the Queen of Combat rules. Shoot, Queen of Combat results. Um, Queens of Combat, rather. Uh, that I'm happened at uh, Club Hush. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you came back because I just kind of stumbled for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't expect you know, anything like, less. Thanks, I appreciate it. No, you know I'm just playing. Folks, uh, (laughs) (laughs) joining us us right now, uh, all all kidding aside, as booked, as promised, as billed, joining us right now, 
Mr. Jimmy Rave is here, and he's going to talk a little bit uh, about Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, a little bit about wrestling. Jimmy, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, with me on the phone is the co-host of the show, Laura, is with us. Laura, you want to say hello to Jimmy? Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing well. Jimmy, we uh, we certainly appreciate you uh, taking the time to be with us tonight. I know that you have a full schedule, and uh, we really appreciate you being with us tonight. Um, oh, no fans that have fans that have followed you over time uh, know it's no secret that you've wrestled for TNA, Ring of Honor, CZW, Full Impact Pro, on and on and on. Um, now you come to Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. What brings you there, and what's on your mind with this promotion? Um, you know, like I, I go wherever you know uh, the the talent is, and right now Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment has a really deep talent pool, and so like I, um, I was I was contacted by them, and um, and you know uh, it, it really just seemed like a great opportunity. You know, I'm a big uh, supporter of wrestling in in, in Georgia, especially because you know that's where I'm from, and um, and you know being there in a in a locker locker room full of guys that are hungry and wanting to to really break out in pro wrestling is is my cup of tea. And so um, I thought, you know, this this is a great opportunity for me to be able to go there and have some matches with some guys that are you know wanting to take their game up to the next level. And um, and then that's that's where I find myself. Now, there there are some familiar faces uh, in, in AWE, like Murder One. You guys go back a good ways. How far back do you two go? Uh, he was actually the one that trained me to be a pro wrestler. Um, actually, my, myself and Corey Chavis uh, were both trained by Murder One and, and Chip Day, all, all the guys that are in my match this Sunday in College Park. Um, and so, you know, I, he goes back from the age of, man, I started running around with those guys when I was 15, and I'm 31 now, so. Good, good bit of time. Yeah. Now, if I read down the list of guys you've been in the ring with, it's kind of like a who's who of wrestling, and you're bringing that to Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. How important is it to have someone like you in the locker room for a promotion? And when you were starting, who was that person to you? Um. Well, first of all, the you know there, there was kind of guys throughout the the years that was you know, a, a go-to guy for me. But Tony Mameluke was really one of the first guys to take me under his wing and um, and then really, really helped me out along the way. And, um, you know, and then you know, AJ Styles and um, David Young and those kind of guys, like, we all traveled together. We all, you know, wrestled around with each other. And so um, those are, those guys are really influential in, in, um, in, in helping me break out and become an, a be- better pro wrestler. And then, you know, once, once you get to Ring of Honor, or, you know, like one of my first big shows was IWA Mid-South, and, you know, I did the Ted Petty Invitational in 2002, and I wrestled Chris Hero, and, uh, you know, the show was just stacked. It was, you know, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, CM Punk, BJ Whitmer, um, right. Super Dragon, Matt Cro- you know, like all these guys. And so when you get to mix it up with those guys, things just kind of start going um, right, going your way, you know, and so like being in a in a locker room with guys like that, I think is very, very, very helpful for young pro wrestlers. And so, um, you know, like I've said this a lot 
<clears throat> over the last year or so, but like I, I'm I'm really at a different point in my career than I I was. You know, like um, I'm more of a, at a developmental place to where like I I really like to help guys develop themselves and become better pro wrestlers, and so um, so I think that's something that I offer um, is to be able to you know talk to to the younger guys and say you know maybe try this or that or um, or really show them the ropes. What, what, just out of curiosity, if you've got a guy in there that's just as green as grass and you know that he doesn't have that many shows up underneath his belt and you're looking over at him and you can tell he's just about ready to puke, what, what is it that you can say to somebody, a young person in the business like that, maybe to help them out right immediately, something that would have an immediate result? Um, you know, like, I, I, it's, uh, you know, when, when you get to a point where you're confident in your abilities, um, and I, I think I'm at that point in my career, uh, I can, I can just sit, sit back and say, like, look, man, there's not, you know, nothing to worry about. I got you out there. And I think that's something that comes with time, you know what I mean? Like, uh, somebody being able to, you know, hold your hand through a match, you know what I mean? Like, I definitely have to do it for me. Um, right. But... <clears throat> You know, like I, you know, I just, you know, I and I also think it's the demeanor that people have in the locker room and everything. Um, some some guys are really intimidating to be around, and other guys are, you know, just really laid back. And, um, you know, like I I haven't always been, you know, a uh, selfless person. There was many years where I was really selfish, and so um, I I think you know people nowadays can, uh, you know get a calming vibe from me, whereas, you know, I might have been a little bit high-strung before. Right. Okay. Well, Jimmy, you know, you were talking about being from Georgia, and I was just wanting to know um, if you feel pressure about bringing, you know, wrestling back to Atlanta with all the history that Atlanta has as far as professional wrestling goes. I mean, do you feel like you know, kind of like the weights on you, or? No, I you know like, uh, you know, growing up in the area and you know um, seeing the, you know the different changes in the landscape of independent pro wrestling, you know it it, it really could use something strong in the Atlanta area. I mean, there's some surrounding areas that have great great pro wrestling and and do well for themselves, but you know as far as like downtown Atlanta, like it's it's difficult to to um, to get something to catch people's attention, and so you know I'm hoping with the the talent pool that we have and um, you know the promotion that that they're doing that it will be able to catch ignite a spark in, in pro wrestling. I have been to downtown Atlanta, and it is hard to. It's just kind of. It's, it's generic almost. It's just kind of like, oh, it's it's a downtown. It doesn't really, there's nothing really there anymore to kind of, you know, catch your eye or spark your interest. Mm-hmm. It's just downtown, downtown Atlanta, you know. Um, I'm really hoping that you guys can uh, catch a spark and bring, you know, uh, wrestling back to Atlanta. Uh, I think there's people there that want it, that would love to have some wrestling back in Atlanta, you know, uh, throwing back to the WCW days, and um, speaking back, speaking of throwing back, um, 
what did you think of fans throwing toilet paper at you instead of streamers? Did you consider it a measure of how good of a heel character you are? Oh yeah, yeah. It, you know, like, and I mean, there was people that genuinely thought I hated it. You know, but like, you know, it was easy, easy money for me. Like, uh, I mean, it, it it was one of those things where, you know, I I really learned to interact with the crowd, and and I think that like a crowd really enjoys being able to be a part of the show, and um, especially as a heel in Ring of Honor, like, you know, there were so many guys that were having amazing matches, but. You know, uh, there were some that were just not connecting with the fans also, you know. And so, I, you know, I try to give them a little bit of both. And and so, like, you know, it, it was just amazing. I always enjoyed it, and I really wish I would have kept some of it. It would have saved me on some bills later. But uh, but I, I could have fit it all in my suitcases. Yeah, you you probably should have hollered at the ring attendant. Uh, yeah, can you save that for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what are your thoughts on Josh Wheeler? Josh Wheeler, I mean, like, uh, I think he's got like a good vision for you know what Atlanta wrestling entertainment could be, and I think he's got a lot of passion for pro wrestling, and I and I think that you know those things combined with a good talent like can just only you know help steer the ship I mean like um, you know I, I was telling a story the other day about how Ring of Honor was just when I got there it was just a whole bunch of guys that really you know enjoyed pro wrestling and really were passionate about it and you know we took the sport seriously and we you know everybody was out there before the show like learning from each other and it was a real family atmosphere and like I think that's what drove us to the, the company to become successful and um and I think when you have a whole bunch of guys that are out there trying to you know uh one up each other but not in a you know we're trying to cut your throat type of way but more like a hey you know everybody has has to bring their a game tonight um I think that's just you know along with a good vision of what you want your product to become. Man, all all those things are a recipe for success, and so if you can, you know, find find all those, you know, tangibles and put them together, you know, hopefully you you make magic happen. Exactly, because you don't look good if your um, opponent doesn't look good, and vice versa. Yeah. Gotta be and, a team and, it's it's a it's a mindset too. Like you know, like when you're when everybody's on the same page in a locker room, it just it just breeds like this you know friendly competitive nature that you know just pushes everybody to become better. And uh, I you know I really you know like 2005, 2006, 2007 Ring of Honor was was really about that. Awesome. Um... You're pairing with Lance Hoyt and the Rock and Rave um, Infection uh, seem to be getting over with the fans. Um, why do you think more wasn't done with the two of you? Uh, shoot, I don't. I mean, this is. A, um, I don't know. I, w- I wasn't part of creative. You know, like probably would have been great now if right. Christy Henry's on the creative team. But, uh, oh. but, um, but <laughs> we. 
you know, like we, you know, towards the end, like we were, you know, getting baby face reactions and, you know, it just was one of those things where, um, you know, like they, like I, I went off and did, uh, the best of the super juniors while I was there. And like, um, I just, I just remember like not seeing anything on any TNA website or anything about me being over there and it wasn't like I was doing badly like I like I tied for my bracket you know and I went back over and did another tournament for them for the junior heavyweight title and so like uh, you know I like I kind of saw the writing on the wall then you know it was just one of those things where you know I was just I was fortunate that like we were doing good house show business and I was on a lot of the house shows and uh you know and you know things I think we we could have been a good babyface tag team if they would have you know saw the trend. But I you know I also think that there was you know some shaking up in the booking going on at the time, and like we kind of got lost in the shuffle. And you know that's really unfortunate. I remember seeing the two of you on TNA and really enjoyed uh, your work. Uh, it, it seems as though TNA uh, for some reason or other likes to get rid of people who. Um, have a you know are try, starting to get over with the fans and that people want to actually see. Um, I have seen Chip Day in PWX and hmm. I think he's a great worker. Um, but what makes him Jimmy Rave approved? Well, you know, Chip, you know, Chip was one of those guys that you know when I started wrestling, he was uh, probably eleven years old. And like just coming to the shows and and uh you know, and um we like I ended up befriending him then and then I went off and did my thing and when I came back to Georgia, like, you know, he had really got into pro wrestling and really started working and you know, and what I wanted to do with the Jimmy River Proof thing was <clears throat> take guys that had tons of potential, you know, that that could just use a little bit of seasoning and you know, um, and then put them in a group and, like, make them, uh, you know, learn from each other. And then, like, I was there for a little bit of guidance. And so that's that's what I saw in Tip. And I think that he is a tremendous talent and, like, he's a great pro wrestler. Um, and I think that he's, you know, um, you know, we all have things that we need to work on. And, you know, he knows what he's got to do. But, like, if those things, you know, uh, fall into place, then, like, he, you know, he would be unstoppable. Jimmy, I wanted to wanted to go back to you know, when you were talking about Ring of Honor. You know, most of our listeners know Ring of Honor now is venturing into the to the pay per view world with their uh, Best in the World pay per view coming up. What are your thoughts about Ring of Honor venturing into into pay per view land? Well, uh, you know, like when I right before I left in two thousand and seven is when they did their first pay per views. Um, and, you know, like, I, it was just one of those things where, I, I, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not sure where the the trend is for as far as how to make money in pro wrestling. You know, if you're not drawing on a live events, how do you make it? You know what I mean? Um, right. Because for a long time, you know, DVDs were what Ring of Honor, you know, profited from. And, sure. You know, and, like, the, the, the bad thing about it was is, you know, when you're running, you know, 25 to 40 shows a year, like, people can't afford to buy $20 DVDs, you know, 40 times a year, you know? And, right. 
you know, and that, and then you put it on pay per view, and then, you know, that, then it just becomes this whole other thing where there's piracy, you know, and like, um, I don't know, like I, you know, I, you know, I'm not that business savvy to to <laughs> figure it all out, but uh, you know, um, but I mean, like it's it's one of those things where, it, you know, like if if that's where they see the trend going, I mean, they definitely have talent that can is is uh, on par with any other promotion in in the world. I mean, like they they really do have the best wrestlers in the world. What what can fans expect from from you on June twenty second for Atlanta Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment? Um, the same thing that they can always expect from me is like I'm I, I don't go out there I don't phone it in I don't uh, take a night off I um, I really learned um, work ethic and that you know like I'm gonna go out there and show people you know why 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 you pay to see Jimmy Rave and then you know when you put Chip and I together you know like we we do make a little bit of magic together and I think that um, and the, you know like. When I first started wrestling, Murder One and Corey Chavis were a tag team, and I wrestled them a million times. And so, like, it's it's going to be a, a, a good night of pro wrestling just just for the four of us to be able to mix it up. Um, and in those pairings, we've never done that before. So, I'm excited about very, it. Very very cool. And that's going to be Sunday night, June 22nd, at the Wayman and Bessie Brady Center in College Park, Georgia. Start time is 6 p.m. for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. Build as the Connect Volume One. Jimmy, what other events? And just in case that folks can't make it to that particular event, are there any other events that you've got coming up that we can see Jimmy Rave at? Yeah, I'll be uh, in Piedmont, Alabama, this Friday night for Pro South Wrestling. Um, June 28th, I'll be in um, Carrollton, Georgia, for Peach State Wrestling Alliance. Um, those are the 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 big ones coming up right now, and um, I started taking taking on bookings again, and you know I took ten months off, and so like this is kind of really my you know the first first time I took ten months off in fourteen years, and so like uh, so now now I'm back on the grind and uh, just looking to you know have some good matches and get out there and meet people and have fun. Very cool. If people want to get a hold of Jimmy Rave on social media, which is all the rage and seems to be of utmost importance now for especially for independent wrestlers or wrestling in general, I should say, how can they how can they find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Jimmy Rave, and then uh, Facebook. I don't know what it is. Just search for Jimmy Rave. <laughs> search Jimmy Rave. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. <laughs> Jimmy, before we let you go, can we get one last favor from you? Could you record a bump for our show to say, this is Jimmy Rave, and you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show? You could go whenever yeah. you'd like. All right. You're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show, and this is the only show that is Jimmy Rave approved. Jimmy, I certainly thank you very much for your time this evening. We wish you the, the best of luck uh, for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment this coming Sunday, June the 22nd. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you, Jimmy. Have a Thanks, good night. Thanks, Jimmy. All right, you too. And there goes Jimmy Ray, folks. Very cool guy. Very cool guy. Very. Like Jimmy. I think he had a lot of insights. 
I think that he did as well. I think that he did as well. I think it. Uh, I think that uh, we'll see a lot of good things out of Jimmy. Uh, you know, he had mentioned that he was ta- taking some time off and uh, getting back into the grind. And uh, very, very cool to uh, to have him uh, on the show. We certainly appreciate his time. I know that he's been been doing some other shows, doing a lot of promotional work, and uh, very cool to have him on. We certainly appreciate Jimmy's time. So. Uh, before we had gotten to Jimmy, you were covering uh, Queens of Combat. Was that correct? Uh, well, I was trying to without making a fool yeah. out of myself. I'm not exactly sure how I um, was doing. But let's try this again. The Queens of Combat was held at Club Hush in Charlotte, North Carolina, this past Friday night. They had a really good crowd. It was a really good show. Uh, Miss Tessa Blanchard made her in-ring debut. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Let's run down the card. Amy Love defeated Solo Darling with a Future Shock DDT. Jessica Havoc and Nevaeh hit the ring, delivered a quick promo about them being the killer death machines that says they're going to uh, dominate r- women's wrestling. Then they attack Love and Darling. They, they got the beat down, Love and Darling. Uh, Taylor Hendricks walked to the ring and challenged them. Um, to a tag team match, and her tag team partner was you know, to be to be determined. Uh, Miss Rachel with uh, Zane Riley of the Handsome Boy Modeling School defeated Amanda Rodriguez. Um, so, and then she cut a promo about how she's an established woman wrestler. Um, uh, young starts are trying to make a name off of her for themselves. Tessa Blanchard comes out. Uh, with a microphone saying that High Spots Management was not able to get her an opponent to the show. It's challenged Miss Rachel to a match. Uh, Miss Rachel defeated Tessa in her debut match, but I'm, I'm hearing that Tessa did very well. Uh, Marty Bell defeated Love, Heidi Lovelace with Frog Splash. Heather Vitera defeated Audrey Marie. Uh, Sojo Bolt defeated Amber O'Neill with a neckbreaker. After the match, Amber got on the mic and told the crowd... They can have so, Joe, because, it, quote, Ember doesn't live here anymore. So take that with, for what you want to, folks. Uh, and then the main event, the Killer Death Machines, who are Jessica Havoc and Nevada, dominated, this is what I'm hearing, dominated Taylor Hendricks and previous guest of ours, Sassy Steffi. Really? That's what I'm hearing. Now, of course, I wasn't at the Queens of Combat, so... I don't know. I'm just going by what I was told. Okay. All right. Um, but, um, with a name like Killer well, Death Machines, you know. Yeah, I, I know. I know. That's that's pretty cool. I had a had a slight issue with the uh, with the dashboard here just a moment ago, but it seems to be back up and working. Um, uh oh. No, it's it's fine now. It's fine now. There was something on my mind, and I can't remember. Oh, I know what it was. Jiminy, I almost forgot. You were talking about House of Hardcore, the Young Bucks, and Bad Influence. Did you see that Facebook clip that uh, Rob Feinstein had put out? I don't know if it's Stein or Steen. Feinstein, Feinstein had put out... Uh, about the opening, the opening of that match between the Young Bucks and Bad Influence, the chance that were going on. No, Did you see that clip? 
No, uh, I'm, I'm not like, going to. Re- I try to watch all his stuff, but. I'm not going to repeat what was said, but uh, let's just say this way: it was a four-letter word followed by TNA. So then, imagine of course, that. imagine that, and of course, you know, uh, Daniels being the consummate professional in the ring, you know, let the people go on for a minute, and then he got him to chant "House of Hardcore" instead. So, you know, very, uh, <laughs> very cool. It, it was a cool clip. So. But uh, I didn't know if you had saw that or not. I, I did not, and um, you know, you're right. Uh, Daniels is a uh, consummate professional. Um, Folks are, can't say ahead, enough Laura. good things about him. Oh, they're, they're, no, they're I was cool. Like, can't say enough good things about him. Yeah. No, they're cool. Folks, our studio numbers two one three eight one six one six zero five. Laura, let's go on and run down some indie events. We're waiting for uh, Cowgirl Kissy will be joining us in the eight o'clock hour, and then after her interview. We're going to do a little bit of Q&A with listeners. Uh, listeners have sent us in. They've tweeted us some questions, Facebooked us some questions. Folks, if you have some questions that you'd like to get answered by Laura or myself, you can tweet us your questions. on uh, Twitter address is at From the Armory, or you can call your questions in if you're listening live, 213-816-1605, or you can Facebook us the questions. So, Laura, go on and uh, go with your indie event. Um, we'll go with uh, AAW Presents Bound by Hate this Friday, June 20th at the Berwyn Eagle Club in Berwyn, Illinois. I just like saying yeah. it like that. And if you're a fan of Colt Cabana's podcast, you know why. Uh, 7.45 bell time scheduled to, to appear. Jimmy Jacobs, Christian Faith, Colt, Boom Boom Cabana. Uh, Eddie Kingston and more. If you want some information about that, you can go to www.aawrestling.com. Uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic presents Absolute Justice. This is Saturday, June 21st, 7.30 bell time, Mid-Atlantic Sportatorium in Gibsonville, North Carolina. Scheduled to appear, former show guest Lance Lude, Zane Dawson, The Killbillies, Chris Lee, Jace Dakota, Rick Converse, and others. Uh, information on CWF Mid-Atlantic can be found at www.cwf. 247.com. NWA Smoky Mountain presents Summer Bash, which is this Saturday, June 21st, in Kingsport, Tennessee, at the Kingsport Civic Auditorium, which I will be in the house for. Uh, wow. Scheduled to appear. Uh, don't be doing that. Um, I'm jealous. Kincaid. I'm Eric- jealous. That's why I want. I want. I'd like to go to that show. Oh. This right That's here made is going to be a barn burner. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's so many people on this card. Eric Darkstrom, uh, Darkstorm, sorry, uh, Chase Owens, Cedric Alexander, Rhett Titus, Caprice Coleman, Adam Page is going to be there. Um, if you want more information, uh, com. Smoky with no E. Uh, also, tickets, front row tickets, people, are $13. And that's with the fee. You can buy your tickets online. Where are you going to pay thirteen dollars for for this that's, kind of talent? Seriously. That's a good price. That's a good price. It is. A you good can't price. beat that. I mean, you can't beat that. Mm-mm. And I want you to I want you to mark this down. I want you to tell me what you think of Jason Kincaid next week after getting to watch him live. I certainly will. <laughs> also known as Jason the Gift Kincaid. Yeah. Uh, 
The guy right. has a unique look, both in appearance and ring gear. Uh, and if I, if my memory serves me right, he is the longest reigning Smoky Mountain Junior Heavyweight Champion of all time. Uh, right. Just, you, you check this guy out, and then you let me know what you think. So, uh, I Remix Pro Wrestling presents Freedom Fest. This is Saturday, June 21st. This is an outside event, and it is listed as outside the VFW in Marietta, Ohio. Uh, I'm going to presume that there's only one VFW in Marietta, Ohio. Chance Prophet, Matt Justice, Chris Saban, Matt Conrad, Ron Mathis, former show guest Sassy Steph, Allison Kay, and more. Information on this show can be found at www.remixprowrestling.com. And Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment presents The Connect Volume 1 Sunday, June 22nd at the Wayman and Bessie Brady Center in College Park, Georgia. It starts at 6 o'clock, scheduled to appear. The guy that we just had on here, Jimmy Rave. Chip Day, Chip Effin Day, as a matter of fact, is what people call it. Uh, Murder One. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, people in PWX absolutely love Chip Day. Um, okay. Corey Chavez. Is it Chavez? 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 Chavez. Um, Mr. Sleeves, Chavez. Uh, a previous uh, guest on here and very conspicuous by his absence. Uh, Mr. Sleaze, Eric Thompson, and many more. If you want more information on the show, you can visit their Facebook page, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, or their Twitter, which is at ATL Wrestling, E-N-T. Dark Horse Championship Wrestling has a TV taping Sunday, June 22nd at the Oil City High School in Oil City, Pennsylvania. This has a 3 p.m. start time. Scheduled to appear, Chris LaRusso, Ashton Amherst, Heidi Lovelace, Matt Cross, Bobby Beverly, Kimberly, Adam Flash, and more. Um, info for this show can be found at www.darkhorsewrestling.com. And Ring of Honor presents Best in the World live on pay-per-view. And just to clarify what I was talking about with Jimmy, I know that Ring of Honor had did had done pay per views had did I've been hanging around West Virginia hillbillies too long um, had done pay per view <laughs> oh had had done pay per view forays in the past and that was on streaming internet which always turned out to be a fiasco um, because the stream always screwed up and then they went to video on demand on the website when I'm talking about pay per view this is uh, provided by mainstream uh, satellite and cable television providers like DirecTV, Dish, Time Warner, so on and so forth. You have to consult your local uh, television provider for this. Sunday, June 22nd from Nashville, Tennessee at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, featuring all the stars of Ring of Honor, including Ring of Honor champion Adam Cole, Michael Elgin, Kevin Steen, which... This is probably the last time, other than his indie bookings and the house shows that are remaining for June for Ring of Honor, that you're going to see Kevin Steen in Ring of Honor. And it would be very interesting to see how this plays out uh, on Sunday night for him. 
Matt Hardy, Red Dragon, the Briscoes, Cedric Alexander, Roderick Strong, uh, Daniels, Kazarian, a.k.a. Badfluence, many others will be, be on this card. I expect Ring of Honor to pull out all the stops on this show. Uh, you know, do you remember the, I do too. the big speech that Paul Heyman's famous for about, you know, welcome to the dance, this is the dance uh, for Ring of Honor, this is their dance. So I'm expecting a huge show from them, and I'm more than likely, I'm 99% sure I'm going to be watching this pay-per-view. Uh, info uh, can be found at www.rohwrestling.com. Yes, I'm very disappointed that I'm not going to be able to make it to Nashville. My plans fell through. I was wanting to see Kevin Steen in his last Ring of Honor appearance, but I've been very fortunate to see, have seen Kevin Steen in PWX and got to chat with him a little bit. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy to be yep. signed with WWE, and I hope and pray that they use him in the correct manner because I think he could he could carry that company easily. So yeah. you're saying that if he comes out so you're saying if he comes out as ten size long lost brother from Japan you're going to be disappointed? I am going to stop watching WWE with the caveat except when Dolph Ziggler is on. Oh Lord. There. Ziggle wiggle. I uh, anyway <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about PWX. Okay. No time off. There was not supposed to be a PWX show in June, but the fans demanded it. And Brian said, okay, we'll do it. So June 28th, it's not this weekend, it's next weekend, I will be there front row in High Point, North Kakalaki, at the Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club at 121 Southwest Cloverleaf Place in High Point. You can get your tickets at pwxpro.com. Here's what the card is so far. We've got Isis with the Tommy Thomas, best damn tag team in business, versus the Bravado Brothers, which I'm kind of torn between these two. I don't know what to do. Um, they ride a stick on Billy Brash. I am. I'm very torn, Bob. I don't know what to do. Um, Chris Lee. If you guys haven't seen Chris Lee, I saw him at Firestar Pro Wrestling a couple of weeks ago. Great guy, got a good future ahead of him. I'm interested to see what's going on with him. Um, John Schuyler and Anthony Henry are going to continue their feud. It's been building for the last couple of months. These two are crazy when they get in the ring. Highly entertaining. Um, Chase Brown versus Jackson James versus Drew Myers. This is going to be a good one. And Cedric Alexander defends his newly won PWX heavyweight title against previous show guest and one of my favorite people in the whole entire world, Lance Lude. And also Lance is the ITV title holder for PWX. So this one's going to be a good one. I can't wait to see it. There were two names that you mentioned that are, that are in PWX right now that I haven't mentioned previously that mm-hmm. I have put on my radar and I want you I want folks to pay attention to these two names and you know how this works if you've been listening to this show for the last 20 some odd weeks you know how this works I say somebody's name and magic happens that's how it works 
Okay. This is true. The two names that I want you to pay attention to are Billy Brash and John Schuyler. Those are the two names that I want you people to start familiarizing yourself with. Okay? Because I am telling you, my hand to God, these two have big, big futures in front of them. You heard it here first. You know, I make no bones about telling it exactly the way that it is. And when I say someone's name, things happen. I have a consistent track record of this. And Laura and I did not talk about this before the show. This is nothing that I nope. talked about on social media. This has nothing to do with PWX management. This has nothing about me putting anybody over. What this has to do with is my 30-plus years of wrestling experience and watching matches and watching promos, and I can tell you, these two, if they continue on the course that they're on, the sky is the limit. So you need to check out I, these I two totally guys. Agree. Need to check them out. Um, PWX is just full of talent, but I'm just telling you. It, just it for, is. Just and, for snakes. And, and I just want to throw this out there. Um, this, is, this is our show, so we'll put over who we want to. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't know if you were saying that because somebody had said something to you about putting over somebody in particular. But you know, if, no. if I want to put over, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> the the guy who brings the cat to the ring, he's a Hart family member. I can't remember his name, but Teddy Hart. That's his name. That's his uh, name. If I want to put Teddy Hart over, I will. You know, and and I wanted to say real quick before we get on. Um, that uh, conspicuous by his absence in the PWX card for Saturday, June 28th, is my BFF, Caleb Conley. I'm saddened to say he will not be at PWX, so part of me, you know, will be saddened by not seeing him. But that's okay. That's okay. He has other obligations that day. I'm I'm sure he got, you know, he booked something. I I know I, I have Bob, an update. I, I have an update for you. The Caleb Conley update of the evening is is that basically what's happened with with Mr. Conley, and I know that he listens to the show, and I know that you know folks think that I'm I'm hard on Caleb, you know, and and I'm really not because now I'm really concerned. What I've heard is is that he has pawned his ring gear, and it's been reported that he's been seen in the uh, the downtown Charlotte area living as a transient, you know, almost like a hobo, because he's lost the title, he's lost his self-respect, he's lost his dignity. Um, If you see him sitting out, you know, outside of a McDonald's with a cup, and he has a sign that says, you know, we'll wrestle for food, just, you know, just try to walk by as quickly as you can. Uh, no, 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 uh-uh. If you guys did not check out the latest Put Over the World, um, he has been, he was future endeavored by High Spots, but he's back with High Spots going to developmental. He's just fine. He is fine. He has not sold his ring gear or he's not a transient, whatever. You know what, Bob? You need to stop hating. That's your problem, Bob, is you hate. Hang well, on, people, you know what? And you just I, need to drink you some Let me get let me get a swig of this sweet tea. 
And let me, you know, I should retract that. That was a little harsh. The real story is is that Caleb Conley is retired. He's retired. He doesn't wrestle anymore. No, he is not. Um, he's no, in he a has, deep, what, de- he, deep depression. Um, he just, he can't, he just can't cut it anymore. Whatever. He's wrestling in Carborough, North Carolina, on the 28th of June, probably because um, no one thought there was going to be a PWX show uh, for June. So don't start that mess about him retiring or whatever, whatever. Caleb is just fine and dandy. I've seen him on Facebook. He's just fine. So you need to stop hating. Stop hating, Bob. Just stop. I've got a question for you. This is a serious question. Where in the hell is Carborough, North Carolina? <laughs> it's around Raleigh. It's around Raleigh. In and around Raleigh. Yeah. I've known that. Well, okay. I've been... I've been through Carborough, and it's not anything really to you know write home about. But it's it's around Raleigh, Raleigh Durham area. Okay, uh, folks, we're uh, waiting on a phone call here from our next guest, Cowgirl Kissy. Uh, she should be joining us here in just a few moments. Our studio number is two one three eight one six one six zero five. Always have a lot of fun at the expense of Caleb Conley. It just I can't help it. It just you know that's that's part of. Uh, that's part of the mystique of the show, you know, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, it it so. sure is. <laughs> Lord, we'll talk no, about uh, BFF like that. Yeah, Billy Brash, uh, Mr. Schuyler, are uh, two folks that uh, that. Uh, you folks should be uh, paying attention to. You should be paying attention to. Um, and somebody just sent me a message and said, Bob, why don't you reveal the results of the red carpet rumble? Uh, my reply to that would simply be, if you watch MAV-TV, uh, they will show the red carpet rumble for free on television episodes. It's usually a two-part episode. It was last year. So um, if you are interested in seeing the red carpet rumble, if you can find Mav TV uh, on your cable listing, you can you can watch it for free. And I am more than certain that they will put the episodes up online at some point, um, and you can simply watch it from there. Uh, they do not do what you would consider uh, traditional pay-per-views, uh, so to speak. Um, so I would think that. Uh, I would think that you could just see it on TV. Uh, and I wanted to uh, get the folks, if you're interested in that website, the website is www.hollywoodwrestling.com is the uh, the website for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And one other snippet uh, that I wanted to put in um, for Mary Elizabeth Monroe, uh, it's been 14 days, and uh, I have not received a, a follow from Mary Elizabeth we have uh, traded some questions on Twitter. You can follow her follow her on Twitter at wrestler m e m, uh, and you could also put in there hashtag follow bunkhouse bob. So, um, but no follow from Mary Elizabeth Monroe. So, hmm. I think I detect a troll in the room. 
and it's not me. So it must be you, boss. Uh, no. Yeah, but anyway, we won't talk about that. I did want to um, add a correction that Mr. Jordan Castle uh, made me aware of. I forgot about Moose. He's going to be at PWX. Can't forget about my good friend Moose, Moose Ojinaka. Hold on for that. Uh, Laura, cover for me for a minute. Wonderfully. Um, I would like to go on record as to saying that Caleb Conley has not retired. Do not listen to Bob. He's a hater. He's a Conley hater. We all know what Conley haters are. They're the lowest of the low. Caleb Conley will be back in PWX in July. I'm sure of it. I'm not sure why. I know why Bob hates him because, you know, Caleb beat his boy Adam Cole for the PWX title to begin with. So I think that, you know, has just bowled and brewed and bubbled up, you know, to the level of hate that, you know, Caleb Conley has not deserved that. He's only ever been nice to Bob, even though Bob has been so mean and hateful and everything to him on the show and in on social media. It, it's just, it's a conspiracy against one of the greatest wrestlers, don't you dare say one of the greatest wrestlers of our time. Don't you dare throw that out there. I, Laura, how dare you wait for me to go off the air to pull that one out of your hat. Oh, you just wait. Oh, greatest wrestler of our time. Speaking of great wrestlers, folks, as promised, as billed, as booked, joining us now from the great state of Texas, Cowgirl Kissy is with us. Kissy, how are you this evening? Howdy, uh, I'm doing great. Sorry uh, it took me a while to get on air with y'all, but uh, we're kind of having some silly weather out here in Texas, so uh, it's kind of getting a little scary out here, worried about all these darn tornadoes coming out. But uh, luckily, it was just a bunch of rain and a scary cloud. <laughs> Very good. Well, see, I'm only one state over for you. I'm, I'm, I'm over in northeast Louisiana, so I know exactly what you're talking about because all those storms roll out of the Tyler area and then just cut across uh-huh. right across 20, and we usually get yeah. that. So I know exactly what yep, you're talking we about. Them, we give them to you all, definitely. Uh, well, I hope <laughs> you all right. the best and not get any crazy weather because, I mean, um, I'm not sure it's somewhere up north, but with those twin twisters or whatever last week or this later earlier this week, I right. mean, yeah, you're right. experience that, that would be horrible. So I feel sorry yeah, we... for the families and or um, pray for the families and everybody in that, that dealt with that and the loss. There was two people that were lost with that. So. Absolutely. We would send our thoughts out to the people that were affected by that in Nebraska, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Kissy, we want to thank you for being with us tonight. With us on the phone is, a, is our co-host, Laura. Laura, you want to say hello to Kissy? Hey, Kissy, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, doing great. Kicking it like always. Thank you all for having me on here. <laughs> oh, that, that, You're very that, That's a, no problem at all. We really we want to thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight. Um, I recently started following some wrestling out of uh, NWA Houston, um, Houston Carson's there, Barbie Hayden, and some others. Can you tell us some of the promotions that you've that you've been uh, with in in Texas? Because to be honest with you, I'm not. 100% familiar with all the all the Texas promotions. 
Uh-huh. Okay, well, um, here recently I've done, there's a customs promotion in Texas, which is Queens of Wrestling. Um, it's mm-hmm. a custom videotape. And um, here recently there's uh, SWWA and HOPPW, which is David Woods and uh, Blade Show, is coming up in Azle, Texas. Um, there's a couple of Lucha shows. Um, there's always, um, I'm trying to think of what, um, there's always Rudy Boy's show, I know, uh, over there a lot of times in El Paso area. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Big Springs and that kind of area. Um, I think it's AIW, sorry about that. But um, Right. And uh, let me see, what else? Huh. I'm thinking that's about it for Texas. Now, I, I will admit I uh, was in Mrs. Ten, Mrs. No, Tennessee, one of them, and uh, I was wrestling uh, Misty James over there. There was right. a televised uh, wrestling show over there. There was a local televised uh, in Tennessee, and that was an awesome match. I loved it. I loved working with her. She was awesome. she was the bomb. So uh, I, I, I've heard her name before. I'm familiar with Misty. Mhm. Oh yeah, she's just a doll. So, and I was definitely very grateful to be in the ring with her, being a veteran uh, to me and everything. So that was pretty cool. Now, Kissy, for our fans that may not know, how long have you been involved with wrestling? I have been kicking butt for about three years. Okay. Yeah, almost three years, maybe. This October will be three years. Okay. Now, where where did you train at, and, and, and who were you trained by? Well, I was trained in a small town over here in Maybank, and I was actually trained by a man named Cody Knott. Um, also, that helped train him was Barrett Brown. Uh, they were locals at the local NTWA show that uh, ran in this area. Um, and then I started, uh, I furthered my training um, with Athena Reese. Okay. And um and I basically I I always train I try to always train before my match with whoever I'm in the ring with. I mean or like who their trainer is and uh get information with them. So and uh, about them and how their wrestling styles are. Cuz you know, I always want to make sure that I'm the winner. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. So no, you heard... always get I consider that training too. Right. I've heard the name Barrett Brown. I think that he wrestled on a card over here for NWA Bayou Independent not that long ago. I, I think did. I know I think I know who you're talking about. I'm, I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. Great guy. He's lightning quick in the ring. Very fast, very oh, fast yeah, young definitely. man. I, I know oh, yeah. who you're speaking about. I know who you're speaking about then. Um, I saw a video uh, on YouTube that, that I, I clicked on it, and I found it was linked to the TNA Gut Check site. Did you submit mm-hmm. a video to them or, or whatever? How, how did that come about, or what's that story? Um, are you talking about, like, the whole situation with TNA Gut Check? Yeah, or exa- the yeah video, exactly. I think was no. at RCW. I believe that's right. No, just the, the, the whole story involved with it. Is, is that something that you applied with for them, or did they contact you, or how did that go? Well, it was a um, it was a contest, and so I applied to them first, and then they contacted me because it was it went through several it was like one of these contests that went through several stages. 
So I first mm-hmm. applied, and I made the, you know, well, they just saw my picture and my application, and then they furthered it with me, and then I actually did a tryout with them. Um, let's say that was about a year and a half ago because I was still a rookie back then. And um, and so when I tried out, uh, it was me and um, I want to say uh, uh, Sim- uh, Simply Lush. Simply Luscious was there, and Star Venus, which is also, I think, uh, Star Venus or, yeah, Star Venus, uh, was it, um, is with the NWA, too, up north, okay. or she was. And what, so what was we, that, we tried out. Hmm? What was that tryout like? I'm sorry to interrupt you. What was that tryout like for you? Um, it was an awesome experience. Um they had us work around in the ring with each other, see our strong points, see our weak points. Uh, they had us shoot a promo video, um, you know, get us in front of the camera. It was a very good experience, definitely for me. I, I was still kind of a rookie, or I was a rookie. And so it was a very good experience with me because they also told you, like, after you did everything, um, they didn't tell you at the time, but they sent you an email of what you need to work on, like they told me that I need to work on talking on the uh, videos because um, I, I get a little nervous a lot of times because I'm not, right. I don't know. I just still count, kind of camera shy. So, um, but, uh, but it was a very awesome experience. And then later on uh, they had the polls. I, I don't know if you saw that far, but they had where you, know, you could get all your fan friends uh, to vote for you in the poll and whoever – one in that little bracket or whatever they would go with further. It was another kind of contest, and I uh, also was involved in that, and that was pretty fun too. So it was definitely fun because it helped me learn, you know, as far as interacting with a lot of my friends, um, you know, to get them to vote for me. So and we almost won. <laughs> very cool, almost. very cool. So uh, it was a very good experience. I would definitely recommend it to anybody that's trying to start out in this this crazy business. <laughs> well, um, you are a two-sports star, you know, in wrestling and in rodeo competition. How have you incorporated aspects of both sports into your career? Oh, well, that's just easy. <laughs> I was, uh, it's funny because a lot of people, when I started out, they're like, oh, well, you know, you're not cowgirl enough or you don't have the twang, you know, voice and all that. And I was like, honey, I was a cowgirl before I was a damn cowgirl, okay? <laughs> I, I did the horse uh, business, and that was a lot of fun. So other than other wrestlers, I will, I'm one of the few that actually – live my character it's not a character to me like i really am cowgirl kissy or the cowgirl part so it's very it's a lot of fun that uh i can have fun with it and you know bring my horse involved and uh and you know it actually be real and stuff because i know like you know even the von eric had you know a video with him running a horse and stuff but with me i i just love it because it's really me <laughs> and i can do it and i can kick butt and not go to jail that's awesome <laughs> So, I don't go to jail. I don't get thrown out of the bar. I just flip ass, okay? It's it's the dream. So, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you kick butt without going to jail. Right on. Yeah. Um, 
Well, who inspired you to start wrestling, to, to get into the business? Well, um, from one of my number one fans, which were my, was my dad, um, he, as a child he always roughhoused with me because I was an only child. So when my mom would ask him, she'd be like, you know, why are you, you know, you know, bullying her or whatever, you know, trying to make her fight. He was like, well, I want her to learn how to protect herself because she didn't have any brothers and sisters to teach her. Well, I mean, I guess he did exactly what he wanted to because it made me just enjoy that, you know, uh, I guess the fighting ass, you know, place. I don't know. I, you know, it, it made me, uh, it made me realize, you know, a lot of my strong points and stuff. And I'm definitely not the skinny type girl, so this is right up my alley. <laughs> I think that's, I think that is wonderful that your father you know, took you aside and said, you know, I guess the the world's a, a rough place and you've got to learn how to, you know, take yeah, it for yourself. Yeah. So, I, um, I, I think I think it's a great gift that someone can give to a girl, you know? Yeah, definitely in this time, uh, you know, in this, yeah, time in this world, it's definitely a good gift because... I definitely know how to protect myself. <laughs> My daddy o taught me. But no. Well, I think that is absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Um who has given you your best match to date? Oh, I've had a lot of awesome matches, uh, with Miss um well, one with Miss Rachel, Misty James, Athena Reese, um They've all, um, even Miss Natural, um, she gave me an awesome match when I just started out over there in uh, Benton, Arkansas. I remember I was just, like, blown away with about all the big crowd and everything, and uh, she definitely took me under her wing and made a damn good match. So I'd say probably that was one of my best matches with me and Miss Natural. I I think I know where you're talking about in our, uh, in Arkansas. Were, were you wrestling Kissy for TCW before they got the TV deal? Um, I'm not. I I think I was. I think he was like uh, Revere was starting out with TV when I came that time. But I want to say he did do some TV shows. It just okay. that wasn't. I don't think. That at that on the July fourth, I don't think that was actually a TV show. It was uh, it was at the um, fairground. So, but it okay. still had a, a whole buttload of people. I remember I was like so nervous. My my mom was like, "Oh, you're gonna do fine. Just you know, keep on fighting." So <laughs> now uh, with with when we, we when we started promoting this show, I got a couple of messages, and they were like, you know, cowgirl kissy. You know, and they were asking me, you know, where did this name come from? And I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to ask her because of all the wrestlers that we've ever talked to, I have never heard of a name that is so unique as yours. How did you come up uh-huh. with the cowgirl kissy moniker, so to speak? <laughs> well, you have to promise not to laugh at me first. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. We promise. Okay, well, y'all promise. Okay, well, um, I named my first horse after actually my real name. And uh, when she had a baby was right when 
I was starting to start out in the wrestling ring, and I named her her baby Kissy, little uh, little Kissy, because I thought okay. she she Aww. had like uh, the cutest little face, and I mean she had the biggest blue eyes. And then later on, I was like, you know, that is kind of unique, and I think it's cute, and I think it's catchy, and so uh, and so that I actually got named Kissy after my little baby horse, which was named Kissy, but I actually still do have. But now she's a big kissy, <laughs> a bigger <laughs> kissy than me. <laughs> okay, so. no, that, that that's cool. That's cool. It's it's a very <laughs> unique name. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna forget it if you hear it. So it sticks. That mm-hmm. you know that's important. Uh, yeah. What is what, what is the most challenging thing that you face being a female wrestler? Um, is it is it stereotypes? Is it weird fans? What 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 is it in your opinion? Well, I love my fans. I don't, you know, the weirder they are, the better, uh, because I'm definitely a weird kind of person. So I definitely enjoy talking to my friends, um, which I don't even consider them fans. I consider them friends. But I want to say the most hardest time that I've had was um, more, you know, female wrestlers. You see a lot of female wrestlers on TV, and they're they're pretty, you know, they're awesome. But, you know, I love Velvet Sky and TNA show over here in the Dow- in the Arlington area. And, I mean, they're awesome. But as far as me personally, I've always been, I'm not going to say a bigger kind of girl, but I'm not, I've never been one of those skinny girls. And so that would be probably my hardest challenge is, uh, you know, you know, um, it's hard to, you know, I mean, it would be, you know, just not fit in that category as of the big boobs, skinny waist, big hips, skinny little legs. I mean, that would probably be my hardest, you know, um, area the, as far as Just the, the preconceived line. notion of what fans have in their mind is what a female wrestler should look like. Yeah, I, I mean... A lot of times I look at these girls on TV and I'm like, this girl can't fight. I could pick this girl and break her with one, you know, kick or so, or grab her by her hair and just fling her out of the ring and be like, you know, let, let the real women be in the be in the ring, not these little skinny minis. <laughs> there you go. I, I hear you. Yeah. There you go. So. I, I hear you. I hear you. you know, and, we, and we've heard that on more than one occasion is that, you know, Although wrestling is, you know, suspended belief, realistically, you know, you'd like to see girls or women, uh, you know, of all different types, colors, whatever, be able to get an opportunity to wrestle. So, now, yeah, I definitely I, believe that. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Now, I, I know that you've been to Tennessee to wrestle like you spoke about. Um, are there other promotions on the East Coast? That, that you've seen that you might like to, to wrestle for? Or is there, you know, what what is your goal? Uh, are you trying to get out of the Texas area? Tell us what's on your mind. I mean, I go to a lot of promotions, and I love to travel. So that, I mean, any place, I don't have, like, any place specifically, but I just love traveling. I love every that I make, I kind of, I take it. Oh, I take it almost more than a road trip. It's almost like a vacation that I was there. You know, instead of just sitting at home, you know, and not you know doing anything or just working a regular job. You know, I actually get to enjoy what I do and uh, travel and meet different people and uh, different uh, 
you know, different atmospheres. Because a lot of places, like, well, you even know, like, in Louisiana, I mean, going over there, uh, well, actually was going to, I don't remember if it was Louisiana or Mississippi, but uh, while I was traveling, all through Texas, you'll see deer signs. But the very first time I saw it, I want to say it was in Mississippi, almost in Louisiana, like, anyways, in that border. And I see a bear cross sign, like, walking, like, you know, the little right. watch out for bears. And I was pretty scared, right. but, you know, it was fun because you never think any wild bears are around other than in Yellowstone or so, or, you know, some state park. You don't think that they would be on the highway, which actually well, is a very I, scary situation. <laughs> I know what you're talking about there. I'm probably referring to a Louisiana black bear. You know, those are, they can, they can come roaming out. That's, that, that's not beyond possible. Um, oh, there are so a couple, cool. <laughs> there are a couple like all female promotions usually run out of Florida, like shine and shimmer. Are you familiar with them? Um, Yes and no. I have not actually applied to Shimmer yet. Now, mm-hmm. I did work with a girl, Athena, the goddess, and um, I work with I work with her a lot. And she's in Shimmer. So, mm-hmm. but I actually haven't applied for it because when you're applying, like, they want five different matches, you know, videotapes of matches, like, you know, different types of matches and uh, – at the time, I didn't have my resume. Now I do have my resume that would probably be able to be full enough to send to there. I just haven't yet. But I would love okay. to work for them because, I mean, they have a lot of awesome talent like Athena and Mischief. Um, um, and I want to say even Miss Natural, yeah. So right. it would be awesome to work there. Now, what upcoming events do you have so that our listeners, if they're in, in the area, they might be able to check you out and come see you wrestle. Okay. Well, I have some stuff coming up in Texas. Um, for all my little friends in West Texas, I have the SWWA and HOPPW. Uh, they're merging together, and they're making an alliance pro wrestling. And uh-huh. that will be on June 30th in Azle, Texas. Also, for all my custom friends, I have... Um, QOW, which will be, let me think, let me think. Um, I want to say that will be in September, but let me make sure. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, so they should definitely order a video with me with one of those old raggy mares. Let me kick their butt. Now, if, if somebody <laughs> does want to order a, <laughs> order a video, how could they do that? Can they contact you and, and you can give them the information, or do you have the information on on the videos? Um, yes, they can just uh, go to www.queensofwrestling.com. Uh, also, okay. to, also, if they're on, already on my Cowgirl Kissy, which is Cowgirl with a K, um, I'm always promoting everywhere that I'm going to be at. So they can also go on there, message me, chit-chat, and I'll give them all the information and how to, the one-on-one, one, two, three step on how to order a match or view a match as well. Okay. Now, if, if folks so, want to follow you on social media, if they want to uh, find you at, on, on Twitter or on Facebook, how can they do that? Okay. Well, uh, on uh, I want to say I have my Twitter and Facebook kind of combined. So it would be Cowgirl Kissy with a K. Um, okay. Yeah, K O W, and then the Kissy's K I S S E Y. A lot of times, uh, 
if you Google my name, sometimes you can get videos of me with K-I-S-S-Y. Uh, but I do actually spell it on uh, Facebook as, with an E-Y at the end. Okay, and we'll put uh, we'll put those links up on our website tonight after the show, uh, your Twitter address and 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 on Facebook. So we'll make sure that the information gets out to the fans. Kissy, I really want to thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight. It's been really cool to talk to you, and uh, really glad that we have, we were able to work it out and get you on the show. And I I really appreciate that. Okay, well I definitely appreciate being on here. I mean. Just contact me anytime, and I'll come back over here and chit-chat with y'all. But I really do appreciate it, Bob, and definitely Laura as well. Thank you for having me on here. That's not a problem. Before we let you go, before we let you go, could uh, we ask one favor of you? Okie dokie. Could you just record like a little bump for us, say this is uh, Cowgirl Kissy, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show? Okie dokie. <laughs> and you can you can go whenever you're ready. Howdy y'all guys and gals. This is Cowgirl Kissy live at the Armory Show. Thank you very much for your time tonight, Kissy. We appreciate it. No problem, y'all are dolls. Thank y'all. Oh. Have a good one. Be safe with Thank that you, bad weather. Thank you, Kissy. Yes, ma'am, I will. Bye-bye. All right. Okay, bye-bye. Bye now. And there goes Kissy. Very, very cool. I, I I love her attitude about, you know, I don't want to say real women because I think all women are real no matter what, mm-hmm. but I, maybe a more realistic uh, portrayal of what women are nowadays. Uh, I like her attitude about that, you know. Uh, women mm-hmm. ought to have confidence no matter what shape or size, and I think, I think she's got it, and I think, I think her upbringing helped her too, you know. Being able to stand well, you know, up for we, yourself. So you go, girl. We try to raise them right here down south. Um, you know, I, I think, and, and we've talked about this before, and she brought up a valid point. You know, there are so many, you know, preconceived notions of what, you know, and particularly the, you know, the male demographic of what a female wrestler should and should not look like, and. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some great female wrestlers that have literally taken that mold and shattered it. Uh, you know, Jessica Havoc is one of them. Uh, another one that comes to mind, um, oh, crap, it was right on the tip of my tongue, and I just lost it. Oh, wrestled uh, for TNA, wrestled for WWE, Kong, Kong. Yeah, thank you. Awesome Kong is another one. Um, you know, I mean, there are uh, ODB. Uh, there are so there there are so many. You know, uh, Leva yeah. Bates, and I'm and when I'm saying this, I'm not talking about girls that are uh, or women that are. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not trying to say that you know the, these women are bigger or smaller or shorter or taller. What I'm talking about is the the diversity that they don't have to mm-hmm. look. A certain way, they don't have to have the Barbie blank look. You know, they don't have to have exactly. You know what I mean? They 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 don't have to have that particular look. You know, the blonde hair, blue eyes, thirty-eight double D, whatever size waist. You know, and because we've seen this in the past with major promotions that bring in girls that they're only 
back catalog resume is that they're a model and it shows in the ring. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, another another one to throw out there is uh Mia Yim. Yes. I watched her wrestle men and she's she's given it to them just as much as, you know, she's gotten and she and Leva as the Lucha sisters are two of the best I would just say wrestlers, period, not female, not male, best wrestlers out there today. I, w- I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Another one that doesn't fit the mold is a fr- uh, former show-, show guest, Hudson Envy. If you look at yeah. Hudson Envy's yeah. pictures, she does not fit the typical mold of what mold of what we have in our minds of what a female wrestler is supposed to look like. You know, you can go even yeah, further. You, you, you can go. Exactly, exactly. You don't have to be a diva to get in there and kick butt, or as what Kissy said, kick ass and not go to jail. <laughs> I, you know, I thought I was Southern, but I think she, her accent's got mine beat. Yep, them Texas girls, you got to love them. Got to love them. Got to love them. <laughs> so, very good, very cool to have Kissy on. I'm glad that we were able to, to, to get her on the show Um and folks, I had said at the beginning of the show, uh, originally we had the uh, the hooligans, also known as uh, Mason and Devin Cutter, were originally supposed to be on the program, but due to travel issues in Mexico, uh, were not able to be with us. So we had Jimmy Rave on talking tonight about uh, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment's big show coming up on June the 22nd. And we had Cowgirl Kissy on. So uh, we're very, uh, very happy with the way that everything turned out. And now, as promised... As 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 we had asked, uh, we asked listeners all throughout the week if they would send in their their questions, if they would uh, tweet us their questions or Facebook us any questions that they had, or they could call in uh, on the show. The number here, our studio number is two one three eight one six one six zero five. If you're listening live, and I know that we had a few questions that were sent in, so Laura, why don't you go on and fire one out? I will. Um, I do want to tell you that I know the two people in the queue right now that want to ask I'd, questions. So just want to throw uh, that okay. out. I, I see one of them. Um, and as, uh, I just see the other one too. It just popped up. So. Okay. We'll get, um, I, I will is, get to your uh, call. From, this is from at Jordan Castle WHC, our good friend Jordan Castle, and this is mm-hmm. to me. Who would Laura choose to support if she could only pick one? Caleb Conley or Cameron Cade? And I saw your little smart alecky um, reply on Twitter, uh, but you don't know me very well. What? I would support, and I know if I could only pick one, and I'm sorry, Jordan, I can't only pick uh, one. Of course not. I would have to root for both of them because uh. Caleb's my BFF and. Cameron Cade is the king of the selfies and sends me whew, these wonderful pictures. But anyway, both are uh, great workers, and I, and <laughs> both have a bright future in wrestling. So I'm sorry to tell you that I couldn't pick one. I'd have to root for both of them. So uh, there you go. Of, what a load of crap. That's a loaded answer. Let's uh, let's go to this call here. Eight six four. Mr. Sleaze, Eric Thompson, how are you tonight, sir? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Doing good, doing hey, good. I know you picked up the y'all. For the, fir- for the first time, I feel like a 
straight fan this time. I'm excited. I get to get to ask questions, and I get to get Jordan Castles to tweet that I'm actually on the radio this time. Yay! <laughs> Lord. Uh, tweet now. <laughs> tweet now, Jordan. Um, no, no, no. Here, here's my question. I actually have two questions. Okay. All right. Um, one's for you, Bob. You know. I listen to this radio show every week. I call in every week. And, you know, you do have your uh, hate towards uh, Caleb Conley, and you always complain about Caleb Conley and her mentioning Caleb Conley and so on and so forth. But almost every single radio show you do, I hear you mention Luke Hawks or uh, (laughs) Mrs. uh, Mrs., uh, Sutton herself, you know. I'm thinking you got an (laughs) You're drinking some kind of aid yourself, Bob. Now, what do you say to that? The only the only aid that I'm drinking is a uh, hater aid, or what I would also commonly refer to as uh, beat up aid, because I would I would uh, walk from here to North Carolina and back again to watch Luke Hawks beat Caleb Conley's ass. That that's that, that's just straight up. And as far as uh, Allie Parker is concerned, Allie and I go back well over well over a year and a half. So, you know, I've been a been a supporter of Allie Parker for, for a while and uh you know and I, I will continue to be a supporter. Caleb Conley for a while. We're not talking about Caleb Conley. We're talking about Luke Hawks and we're talking about Allie Parker. Okay. All right. And here's my se- here's the second question and this one's for uh, Laura. Okay. You know, I I like I like where Jordan Castles was going with this. If you could be a Cameron Cade supporter or a Caleb Conley supporter. But, you know, mm-hmm. what would you do if those two tagged or incensed, fucked, and had a baby? Would you be like the oh ultimate? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, think about the kid. It'd be selfied. It'd be leopard printed. It'd have half of its head shaved. I mean, my head, probably, my, probably, my ovaries would explode. She would, she would be robbing the cradle from birth. She'd be in jail forty years, and she'd wait. Uh, I've heard enough of this. It'd come out looking like stripe from Gremlins. That's what would happen. Would Eric, not. You, would not. Eric, you boob. God, what a bozo head. Eight six three. You're on with live from the armory. Hey, Bob. Hey, Laura. It's George. How are you guys tonight? Good, George. Hey, How are George. you? I'm doing all right. I figured I'd get in on the, the asking of the questions as well. Very cool. I'm ready when you are. Uh, all right, first one. This one's for both of you guys. Okay. Now, we all have wrestlers that the first time we see them, they knew, we knew immediately they would be stars. Who's the one person that proved you right? And who was the one person that proved you wrong? Mm. Laura, you go first. Well, the first one that proved me right was Flexi Lexi. When I saw him in PWI in 86, early 86, or late 85, early 86, I knew he was going to be a star. And guess what? He was. The second part to that question is really want to date me because um, when I was little, I watched 
Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. And Angelo Mosca's son came out as a wrestler. Handsome, built, you know, won the Mid-Atlantic title, and then just kind of... So those are my answers. This is a tough one, George. I'm going to go with the... the uh, I'll go with the easy one first, and I know people aren't going to believe me, but I'm going to throw this out to you anyway. The first one is Steve Austin, and I'm talking about Steve Austin from the Hollywood Blonde days, uh, right after you know when when him and Pillman got together. I I still consider the Hollywood Blondes probably one of my top three favorite tag teams of all time, uh, just on pure entertainment factor and what they were able to do in the ring, and then. You know, obviously, later on, we all know what what Steve Austin did, but uh, I just I had always felt, uh, you know, that he was just he was stuck, you know, in WCW, and we all know where it went from there. Uh, the second one that uh, I right now currently that I feel, and and I'm hoping that he gets some more time, and I noticed that he did not make the uh, the list of WWE releases is. I still think that Justin Gabriel has a really excellent future in this business if they get him, you know, off the house shows and on the TV. I, I don't know why he is where he's at. I, I think that he's a. I think he's a solid performer. Um, the one that probably disappointed me the most, uh, and I don't think it was a lack of talent. I always and it always surprised me. I don't know what happened. I think part of it was being saddled with the Armstrong name. Uh, for me, it was always Brad Armstrong. I, I still to this day think that he had probably the most beautiful drop kick that I think that I've ever seen, and I don't know why it is that that kid was not propelled to the front of the face line uh, by WCW and NWA back in the day. Um is there anybody right now that's a current disappointment? I would, and Laura's going to hate me for this, and I and I've and I've got my own reasons for saying it. And I'll, I'll tell the listeners, my current disappointment, and I think it's all self-inflicted, is Dolph Ziggler. Um, Dolph Ziggler has all the talent, has all the talent in the world to be the WWE champion, but the two things that hold him back is that, for me. He's incredible in the ring, but I find that he oversells way too much. And the second thing is, I think that he has a problem uh, keeping his mouth shut when he shouldn't be talking. Yep. I think those are the two things that have that have really put him in the doghouse. But you know, I watched Damian Sandow come out on Raw for that battle royal dressed as LeBron James, so it could just be the WWE screwing with him. I, I don't know. That that's my answer on those. Very, very cool. And I definitely agree with you on Armstrong. I thought he was the best of the Armstrong kids, personally. I know Road Dog had a little bit better of a run, but he was a little bit bit bigger, uh, you know, a little bit taller. And I don't know, but I really find it difficult to believe that based upon television appearance, you know, that 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 was the, the, the coup to put, you know, his brother over before him i mean i just his in-ring ability he was a solid wrestler solid performer could talk you know maybe that's a a question sometime uh, 
you know, for for Bullet Bob, why, you know, what what in the world happened? I, I don't know. Uh, I got some others here, Bob. This one's this one's specifically for you. Thanks. And uh, I know we've been friends for quite a bit here. With all the knowledge you have in wrestling, does it frustrate you as bad as it does me when they continue to push? Speak specifically the big companies, TNA, WWE. They'll push guys that cannot connect with the fans whatsoever. However, they got guys like you just mentioned sitting on their roster, Damian Sandow, Kofi Kingston. Uh, TNA has their fair share of guys they don't push either that they just refuse to push, but they push these no-talent slugs that no one likes. Does it frustrate you as bad as it does me? Yeah, yes and no. I, I, I see where a lot of times... I see a lot of times, especially when 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 guys are called up or they they you know they get on the TV, and I don't know if it's uh, you know an early test to see how the fans are going to react to them, and then um, you know they get pulled back because it's too much too soon, you know. And, and you and I have talked about this before. You know, I'm never a big uh, John Cena supporter. But a lot of times what people forget is how long John Cena has been involved in the business. Um, you know, he's pushing on, what, 13 years and, you know, 13 years now, 14 years, something like that in the business. Um, I think what frustrates me more, and, and this is probably more backstage politics than what it is anything else, is when I see something like, you know, I understand what a storyline is, and I understand that, you know, it was told to me at a at a very early point in being being involved in wrestling that the match the match is always billed or booked off of the rematch. You know, and, and I get that. You know, and I remember that tidal wave that Dolph Ziggler rode. You know, a, a year ago or a couple of years ago. You know, when he was uh, going to cash in. You know, and be champ. Um, you know, and, and he and he got it. Then he got hurt, and then. You know the curtain, you know the rug was pulled right out from underneath of him. Um, the same thing with Damian Sandow. You know I don't know if these are tests. You know this this revolving thing to see how well people are going to handle stuff. But yeah, it does frustrate me because, you know, it, you see guys that uh, that for all intents and purposes has what it takes. And and for me, when I say has what it takes, I'm I'm not so much talking. You know the in ring ability is a big part of it. The, the promotion work, the promo work is a big part of it. The other part of it is just the the passion and the commitment. You know, and you can see you can see guys that have got it, and you can see guys that don't have it. You know, and it, and it doesn't and it doesn't take long for it to come out. You know, Ryback is one of them. You know, and I'm just throwing out major promotion names. Ryback was put in as a fill-in. You know. In, in in main event pay-per-view matches, you know, and it became quick knowledge that he did not care for the interview schedule, uh, the special appearances, this, that, and the other. Next thing you know, done, gone. You know, now he's back with, you know, here's another guy, Curtis Axel, that seemingly has all the talent in the world, but yet, you know, now we're lumped together in a tag team that's going to go Absolutely nowhere, in my opinion, but that, that's what I think. Very cool. And, uh, Laura, this one's just for you. As a, okay. as, a female, as a female fan, how hard is it, and I, I know me and Bob don't really understand, how hard is it to get past the ring rat 
perception and be respected for your actual opinion on the business. I absolutely loathe that term. I'm what, what not term? going to say that I ring rat. Ring rat. Ring rat, yes. Um, this can't be the first time you're hearing that, is it, Bob? No, I just like the I like the sound oh. of it, the way that it just rolls <laughs> off the tongue when Laura says it. You can hear the heat seeping out with it. Yeah, yeah kinda... you can uh, about to have your head roll on the floor here in a minute too. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just I'm just taking notes. Yeah, you better take some notes. Um, I've I have seen women engage in this behavior. I do not engage in this behavior. I'm not a groupie. I've watched wrestling since I was a little kid, and I think I know a little bit about what I'm talking about. It is very hard to get past that because I was on another show. Uh, I called in as a guest, and we were talking about Starcade 83, and one of the hosts asked me, just point blank, um, have you always liked wrestling or have you slept with a couple of wrestlers? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I am, I respect myself too much to do that, and I would like for other people to respect me in return. Um, it is hard, George. The long and the short of it is hard to get past that because the thing I have a problem with the ring rat is that in order for me to be a rat, a wrestler has to allow me to engage in that. So I'm not sure why women get the blame for it when a two-way street. Well, I, I think the connotation is kind of the the same thing as you see with the rock star groupies, where they're not really a fan, they're just a fame magnet, is more of the right. the negative connotation it gets, not necessarily what yeah. they're doing. Right. Here's here's a good-looking guy who's, you know, who just happens to be a wrestler. I think I'll hang on to him. Yeah, exactly. You know. And I'm, I'm, now, and I'm sure you know, there's a male ring rats as well. I think uh I think right. Kyle Spock has a couple couple females he would be a ring rat for. But we're gonna leave that alone because Bob's a married man and I'm talking about way back in the day. George Coles, how dare you? I said I said you're a married Bob's man. I'm a rat. About before that. Bob's a rat. I'm saying before Laura. before that in Bob's younger years, when Missy Hyatt was around and you know, oh, Missy Bob Hyatt. may have been a Lord. <laughs> See? Everybody has that response, Bob. She's still special. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, George. After, those, uh, after, those, uh, after I gave you guys the tough ones, I'm going to go out with giving you guys both the softball. Bob, what's your favorite tag team of all time? Wow. <clears throat> That's an easy one, George. The, the Midnight Express. Uh, my version would be uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton, sweet Stan Lane, Jim Cornette, hands down. Really, you like you like Wayne better than Contra? Uh Yeah, I do. I just uh, I think he just uh, I, you know I know the Lover Boy Dennis Condry gimmick, right. and, and to me, I, I I think it was just more 
<clears throat> I know this is I'm I'm going to get all kinds of shit over this. I think that I think that uh Stan Lane had more camera presence uh than what Condry did. Uh I, I just think that it was uh you know, just I think it was more cohesive in my opinion. Well, I think I tend to agree with you a bit. I just wanted to check because I know Condry and Lane Condry and Eaton were more well, you weren't you weren't down in the south at that point. You were up north still, so I can Right. Never, I was thinking something different. I was thinking because that's what started in uh, Mid Atlantic with Condor and Eaton. Mm-hmm. But uh, and uh, yeah, they're a great team. I like I like both incarnations. I think it switched. It went from an old school style team to a more fast paced team when Lane was replacing Condor. Right. And I, yeah, they're both awesome to me. And uh, I'll leave with this one and let you guys go on and get some other callers or other questions I'm sure you guys got sent. Laura, what's the best feud you've ever seen? Oh, good Lord. The best feud I've ever seen? And it, may um, have came in the mail. it may have came in the mail on a 60 CD set. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, it would have to be uh, Raven and Dreamer. There we go. <laughs> that's, that's the only acceptable answer. Exactly. <laughs> The chair shot heard round the world. Um, yes. I, and, you know, I, I kid because, uh, you know, Laura's not an ECW fan. I know you, you are, Bob. So she hasn't yep. seen much of it. And uh, I had sent her the, the entire Raven and Tommy Dreamer feed. Uh, or a video wow. I put watched, out a DVD set. Yeah. I've watched the first, uh, the, D, the first DVD. I have, that, that would have to be a tie for me. It would have to be Dusty Rhodes versus the Four Horsemen. Um, and the Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express. There you go. That's they're both awesome. But that's that's why I brought that question up. And it, and I, I know you remember it fondly, Bob. It, to me, and you know I know the same as George. But to me, the Raven Dreamer feud was the best story I've ever seen in any wrestling promotion anywhere. In my opinion, I think but I think what made I think what made the Raven Dreamer feud so special was is that Tommy didn't win. No matter exactly. no matter how hard the fans cheered, no matter what chaos ensued in the match, no matter what happened, Raven always found a way to squeak out. You know, and, and I, you know, it was that yeah. It was that constant chase, you know, and you know, everybody always wants, you know, the good guy to win and you know, that's the genius of Paul Heyman behind the whole thing was is that you know, what if he doesn't ever win? What if he doesn't attain that goal, you know, that vindication that everybody wants him to have? You know, it, it wasn't so much that, you know, they were still trying, you know, that they were milking the fans for, for money for tickets and pay-per-view buy rates. It was a legitimate thing of, you know, what if he just can't do it no matter how hard he tries? And I think he even included that in his promos, no matter what I do. I can't beat this guy, you know. So it always made you feel it. It 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 had you buy in to the emotional investment of the Tommy Dreamer character, and that's why I think he's so loved today and still loved. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, who doesn't love Tommy? Even though he worked us all, but that's another story. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I'll 
I'll let you guys go on. I hope you all have a great rest of your night, and thanks for uh, fielding some of my questions, guys. No problem, George. Thank you very much for calling tonight. You're welcome. Thank you, George. You're welcome, Walter. And there goes our good friend George Calls. Somewhere around here in this pile of DVDs and all that other stuff, somewhere I still have on VHS tape, I ordered it from uh, RF Video, is the best of Tommy Dreamer Volume 1, somewhere. But the sad part is, is that I don't even have a VHS player anymore. I've got all I got are DVD players. Shame on you, Bob. I still have a VHS player. I know. I, I'd have to go to Walmart or something. I don't know. So. Um, I, I do have two questions uh, from our good friend Luke, who listens in okay. Australia. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll get to those just really, really quick. Out of all the wrestlers oh. that got released by WWE, Mm-hmm. Uh, who do we believe will succeed most on the indie scene? And we might have talked about this a little bit, but I don't think we talked about it in great length. I think probably the person that will succeed the most, probably Kurt Hawkins, I think. In my opinion, I think I think that he will. I think that he'll he'll I think he'll do just fine. Uh the other one that I think will probably do well, and is probably he'll probably go over to Japan, is uh, probably Brodus Clay. You know, yeah, I, I think that he'll, you know, I think he'll find something there. Or he'll find something in TNA. And everybody's worried about poor Teddy Long. I would imagine that you're probably going to see He's Teddy tired. Long pop up. He'll either retire and sign a Legends deal, or he'll go to work for Booker T's promotion. Because uh, him and Book go way back, or yeah. who knows, he might go to work for Jeff Jarrett. But you know, uh, I'd like to I, see not... him in, R- in Ring of Honor. Yeah, uh, and I'd, l- I'd love to see, see him call the Briscoes. Hey, player, hold up, player. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Kurt, Kurt Hawkins <laughs> is probably the guy that will fare the best out of all those releases. And no, there's not a name on that list that surprised yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm I'm the same way. I think I think Brodus, if he listens into anything that maybe Tensai and he talked about uh, Japan, uh, I think he could be a huge star in Japan. I think they would love him, absolutely love him over there. So um, I would agree I, with that. I think that. that's probably the best place for him is in Japan. And yeah, Kurt Hawkins. I mean. I think he's got a lot of indie friends. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we've talked about how, you know, the release from WWE is not a death sentence anymore. It's, no, it's you not know, the, a, a uh, way end to of really, line. Right. No, it's the re, it's the way to recharge your career. I know we're going to go over a little bit, but Luke's second question is: Which independent wrestling promotion do we believe has the most diverse roster? Wow, that's a tough one that has the most diverse roster. I know people are going to say, well, I know Bob's going to pull Ring of Honor out of his rear end, and I'm not because uh, Ring of Honor uh, has a lot of the same style wrestling. It's a lot of strong style wrestling, so to me it's not that diverse. Um, Wow. Dang it, Luke, that's a tough one. If If I had to say just from the promotions that I've been watching as of late, uh, 
I would have to say championship wrestling from Hollywood has probably the most diverse roster that I know of, from a guy that's eight foot in a fellow all the way down to five foot one uh, Rudy. I, I, you know, and, and as far as styles are concerned, you know, they got guys that wrestle strong style. They've got tag team guys. I'd probably say them and uh, maybe NWA Smoky Mountain. Those are the two that I can pop up off the top of my head. And I did want to say, I uh, uh, wanted to give a shout out to uh, Wrestle Radio Australia for getting on board. Uh, we uh, we uh, hope uh, at some point in time we can talk to you guys about the wrestling scene in Australia. Uh, if we could ever work out uh, a time zone issue, because I think Australia is like half a day away from us or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see if uh, yeah. anything could ever happen with that. So. Uh, just wanted to give them a quick plug. What about um, you, Laura? What do you I think? I think Chikara. Really? I, I think it has to be Chikara because they have, if you didn't watch that, <laughs> and they've got another show coming up Sunday, I believe, in Detroit. Um, you know, <laughs> you see people like the ants come out <laughs> and and. And you have, like, Eddie Kingston, who is huge. And you've right. got, you know, Icarus beating him. And then you got Jimmy Jacobs coming out with, like, these really incredibly weird people. I mean, Jakara is like like a dream for me. It's got comic, you know, it's got comic book references. It's got, I think he even had, like, a Godzilla thing going on. I mean, if you if you're a nerd like me, I mean, and you love wrestling. Jakara is the way to go. But, yeah, I think Jakara has got the most diverse. And, Bob, I highly recommend that you um, watch some Jakara. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I can't, you know, it's all gimmicky or whatever. But they wrestle. They throw down, and they put on great matches. So I think uh, a chance. I'm going to have to check them out. That's for sure. Uh, I, I, I'm remiss in that. I, I have not. I think I've seen like one match with the ants in it. I, I really just have not had had the opportunity to check out Jakara, but I will do that, folks. We've uh, we've come down to the end of another great show. Um, did want to tell you uh, next week's guest. A lot of people are already talking about this young lady and what her future could possibly be and what it could mean to wrestling. Uh, and I'm talking about independent wrestler and daughter of legendary member of the Four Horsemen, Tully Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard will be with us next week. Have a lot of questions yes, for her uh, about, uh, about some things that are going on with this young lady. Like I said, there are already rumors that are swirling around this girl, and I'm want to see uh, what her thought process is on the entire thing. So joining us next week will be Tessa Blanchard, and, of course, we'll have uh, all of your indie news and happenings and tidbits and all that good stuff that Laura and more I Caleb sit Conley. here. Yeah, more, no more Caleb Conley uh, for no, I said uh, more two Caleb hours Conley. every week. Uh, we are not, I'm tired of putting over Caleb Conley. I'm tired of it. I'll put over Caleb Conley. Well, you can put over Caleb Conley next week because, you know, this is the end of the show. Folks, we thank you for listening wherever you may be at. And remember, there is never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll see you next week.
been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9 if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.